Hello, and welcome to the Your Caring Docs podcast, where we provide general medical information about what's going on inside your body so you can feel well-informed. And who doesn't want that? But keep in mind, we are not making any diagnoses here. And if you are concerned, please contact your medical provider. Let's get started. Hey, 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 everyone. I hope you guys can all hear me. I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Docs. And we are here again to go over some medical information, you know, kind of get you all up to date on what's going on in the world. So today we're going over that thing that will just not leave us alone. What am I talking about? The coronavirus. Yes, she's still here. Like, can we say bye, Felicia, to Corona? Come on, Corona, could you just leave us alone? Not only is Corona still here, but Corona now has a variant. She's down to the Delta variant. So you've been hearing about Delta variants on the news. So we're just going to go over like, you know, what is this Delta variant and how does it affect us? Um, does my vaccine work? I mean, I went and got vaccinated. Like, is this going to happen? Like, why did I get vaccinated if now we're having a variant? Let's just all discuss it all, right? So let's start with like this that's been going on in the news. So this is what it's showing. It says in the U.S., COVID-19 cases rose 10% this week. So this is all new, right? We're on the first week of July. We're about to celebrate July 4th this weekend here in the United States. And over this last week, COVID cases rose 10% during the week um, over the previous seven days, right? And that increase they feel like is based on what? The spread of the Delta variants and the lacking in vaccination. So there are two things that's causing it, right? This Delta variant is going up and vaccination rates are going down. Not two good combos. So what is this Delta variant? I mean, all right, Dr. Beckford, you're you're talking about Delta variant, Delta variant, but what is the Delta variant? So Delta variant is a mutation from the original coronavirus. So not that corona just come, she stayed and she mutated, right? Well, why does mutation occur? Let's just think about it. It's survival of the fittest, right? So you have virus versus human. So you're going to try to get the best advantage so that you can survive, right? The virus cannot survive without the host. Who's the host? Humans. That's us, the coronavirus host. So the more you go and you build up against it, the more the virus is like, okay, so you guys feel like you got this under control. I got something for you boom, mutates, right? So that's why the best way to protect ourselves is to try to get vaccinated so you can cover as many of the mutations as possible. Now, this new mutant that's out is called the Delta variant. And another name for it is the B1617.2, right? This is the fourth variant of concern. Why are they calling it variant of concern? Why can't they just say just the fourth variant? Well, the variant of concern means that it's more transmissible, right? So it transmits faster and it can cause more severe diseases in those who are unvaccinated. Now, it replicates faster and therefore it evades the body's immune mechanism. So it's sneaky. That's basically what they're saying. It replicates faster and it's sneaky. It's evading your immune system. So that's why you're trying to go ahead and get vaccinated and you're trying to protect yourself against these variants. Now, this particular variant 
is 50 to 60% more transmittable than the alpha variant. So now we notice we're on Delta. So you're like, you know, Delta basically is the Greek alphabet, right? So A, B, C, D, D is the Delta. So not only that, but it's 50 to 60% more transmittable than the alpha variant. Now the alpha variant, 50 to 60% more transmittable than the original one. So this is just really just trying to get through really quickly and evade the immune system. Now, like we're saying, well, okay, that's good and all, but why are we worried about it? Well, we're worried because it's now in the United States. So this variant, were for, it was first noticed in the UK. So this is the story behind that. UK went on shutdown, right? They're like locking down. We're going to try to get this under control. So nobody's entering. We're going to try to keep our area as um, quarantined as possible, or even just lock it down, number one. And number two, we're going to start ramping up on the vaccination of our population. So they did that. So they started to note that some of the people who were not getting vaccinated, there was another variant that started to rise, right? So they're starting to have an increase in the amount of infection and it was rising pretty quickly. Not only that, they were noticed that they were starting to eventually get another rise of a spike with hospitalization, right? So because the UK is keeping track of things, they have um, an app in which patients who have viruses um, or the symptoms, they can log in their symptoms. So the UK was keeping track of all this data. So now the UK people, noted that these are the statistics that's going on. There's a rise going on. The U.S. is like, okay, well, let's keep track since the United Kingdom has a lot of data on this new variant. When the variant came across to the U.S., boom, when March, March is when we first noted it, they can use some of the data from the U.K. to try to help to offset the symptoms and the transmittability here in the United States. However, one of the biggest things that we need is what? vaccination, right? So one of the reasons why we're concerned about this is because the doubling time for this Delta variant is only two weeks. Two weeks. Well, what does that mean? That means that it once it transmits, it can double in the population within two weeks. So it's really, really fast. It's a lot quicker, like we said, than some of the previous variants, right? So therefore, it, the risk of hospitalization is doubled for those who have this variant, right? Now, not only is it in the United States, but it's now in all 50 states. So it's just spreading. It's spreading and that's causing a lot of concern, right? Why are we so worried about this? Well, we're worried because it can cause severe illnesses in those who are unvaccinated. And unfortunately, there is a, um, a segment of the population who are at high risk, who either have chosen not to be vaccinated or they just can't get vaccinated. So the ones who can't get vaccinated yet is the kids, right? So what about the kids? That's right. We have the children who are what? 12 years and under. The vaccine has not been approved for those 12 years and under. And so they've noticed that there's a rise in May, 33% of the new cases of the um, coronavirus were from kids. Why? Because they can't get vaccinated yet. Therefore, it's up to us to try to protect them, right? So those who are also vaccinated, um, 
it's up to you to be able to protect the unvaccinated, which are the kids. So I know people are like, well, I'm looking for herd immunity, herd immunity. Yeah, that's good. Herd immunity absolutely is good. However, the biggest thing is that we don't know what the herd immunity is for the coronavirus. So for those who do not know what herd immunity means, it means that if there's a large population of um, vaccinated people, then because there's so many people that's vaccinated, then the ones who are not vaccinated will get protected because the virus will not be able to spread why? Because so many people are vaccinated, so the virus will die, right? However, we do not know the herd immunity for coronavirus, right? So we're hoping that it's maybe around 70% to 95%. It depends on how fast it's, this virus spreads. But now we have this Delta variant. That's like, okay, so we got regular corona that we're trying to get under control. We had alpha, beta, gamma. Now we have delta variants and there's some other variants out there, but I'm not going to freak us all out about it. But we're talking about delta variants. So in order for us to even know like how fast and if herd immunity will work, we'd need to know how fast and what percentage of the population needs to be vaccinated. Right? So he says it's mostly media hype. Okay, thank you, Marilyn. <laughs> so needless to say, with um, all of this that's going on, we need to at least try to protect our kids. Why? Some of the kids are getting illnesses, but the good thing is that most kids do not get severely ill, right? That's great. However, what they are noticing is that some kids who have gotten um, any of the coronavirus, they are actually getting some longer effect of the symptoms within their, um, after they have recovered, they're having some lingering effects, right? And they call that long haulers. And that's the lingering effect of this coronavirus within the kids. So because of that, that's why you, you know, we're trying to get the majority of the population vaccinated. And like we said, there's still some very, 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 um, those who are immunocompromised. We still have also those who are in areas that um, there's a high risk. I mean, I work in the ER. I'm still seeing coronavirus, okay? I'm just saying, I take care of these patients. Now, the case that what we're concerned about is that now there's going to be an additional spike, not based on the original virus, but because of, because of this new Delta variant. So that's one of our concerns. So why are we discussing it? As I mentioned, within May, 33% of these cases were the kids. Why? Because they can't get vaccinated at this point. 12 years and under, the vaccine is not approved for that age range, right? So now, have the COVID virus symptoms changed? You know, like, so why are we still talking about it? So the most common symptoms are still respiratory-based, right? So it's still cough, shortness of breath. However, I have seen, and I'm pretty sure my colleagues have also, because it's also documented there, that there are some new cases that are out, and they're noticing that the symptoms are not as much respiratory, upper respiratory as they had before, or the lower respiratory, as you say, they're more upper respiratory symptoms. So they're runny nose, sore throat, fevers, and headaches. And I can tell you too that over the last two weeks, most of the patients that I've seen who have had coronavirus, they didn't have fevers. Or if they did, it was low grade. So it's not as much, not saying that there aren't high grade. I have taken care of high grade fever patients with coronavirus, but there've been some that 
they didn't have any fevers. I'm like, so did you have any fevers? No. What is the biggest complaint? They had this massive headache. I have this really bad headache. And they said, oh, my eyes. It feels like there's just pushing on my eyes. I have this really bad headache. It's just pushing. And it feels like it's pushing my eyeballs out. That's one of the things that I've been seeing a lot. So headache, sore throat, runny nose. Why? Because this is a variant that they're noticing. So because of the fact that some of the symptoms are so similar to a cold, like a severe cold, they feel like that's one of the ways that this virus can transmit so easily, right? Because you are like, I just got a cold. Like I'm not having any like, like breathing problems. My throat is just sore and I'm just having a runny nose. Yeah, I'm just having a cold. My head hurts, yeah, because I got a cold. And with that, boom, you can transmit the virus. I mean, the virus is sneaky. Like I said, it's survival of the fittest. It's going to try to its best to survive, right? Because it needs a host. So it will mutate in order to survive. So what's now? Next, we have are the COVID vaccine effective against this Delta variant? So we've been hearing and, you know, rest assured is concerned. I mean, you've been hearing from all the healthcare professionals and the media say, go ahead and get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And then now you're like, well, there's this variant that's out there. And what, you're trying to tell me that my vaccine does not cover this variant? I'm not really sure. So um, unfortunately, the answer is yes. So yes, yes, yes. Nothing is 100%, especially in science. Now, the goal vaccine is created, you try to cover as much as possible with the info you had, right? So when the vaccine was created, there was no Delta variant out there, right? But now the Delta variant is there. Why? Because it's trying to replicate, because it's survival of the fittest. It's trying to be vaccine or virus against man. So vaccine now has to come and try to help man to fight virus, right? That's how it works. So we have the Pfizer vaccine that's out there, the Pfizer, Pfizer Bio um, NTech said that there, if you have had two doses of your vaccine, they've noted that it is 96% effective of preventing hospitalization from the Delta variant. However, you notice it's two doses. You need both doses in order to have that effect. So they've also noted that those who have been hospitalized, who've had their vaccine, their viruses, and their symptoms are a lot less, right? They're more likely to go home, right? And so we have the AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca's vaccine says that it's 92% effective against hospitalization of the Delta virus if you've had the dose, right? So AstraZeneca, 92% effective. So now let's talk about the Moderna. So we've hear a lot about Pfizer and AstraZeneca. So Moderna has put out a study and this is saying from June the 30th. So this is two days prior to this particular broadcast that the Moderna says it's if its studies show that it is effective and its vi vaccine is effective against the Delta variant of this coronavirus, right? So they've put out that they have noted that the Moderna vaccine is effective against the Delta variant. 
They said that they've done the studies and they saw that it neutralizes the variant. Now, also, a lot of concern has been around the um, Johnson & Johnson, right? So they haven't had a lot of studies from Johnson & Johnson. And because of that, a lot of people have gotten nervous, right? There isn't a lot of publication that's out there. So Johnson & Johnson, this information that is being broadcasted today is from July 1st, right, which is one day ago, and it's been updated today, which is the second, and this is from the New York Times. And Johnson & Johnson has published stating that their vaccine protects against the Delta variant, right? So they said that they their vaccine protects against the Delta variant. And they have also acknowledged that they have not put out a lot of information and because of that, they are putting this out in the news, in the newspaper before it's even officially published in the scientific paper, because they notice that there is a lot of concern, rightfully so, from those who have had this Johnson & Johnson vaccine. You're hearing a lot of notes and information saying, Johnson & Johnson ain't gonna protect you against this thing. Mm -mm. John, you've got a one dose and everybody's like, oh, you need two doses, but you got a one-time dose. So Johnson & Johnson is trying to quell some of that by letting you know, yes, their virus or their vaccine does protect against the Delta variant. Now, albeit they note that it is lower protection than some of the others, but it protects you nonetheless. So now is it that Johnson & Johnson is just sitting on their fingers and just twiddling their thumbs and just like, mm, so uh, yeah, I know everybody's concerned, but I'm not going to sit and worry about it. And I'm not going to try to figure out anything. No, 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 no. So what they have done is that they have, I'll go over this part first. So they have done the studies in, so in um, South Africa, they have noted that there are 360 healthcare workers that have received the Johnson & Johnson vaccines. They're healthcare workers, so they're on the front line, right? So they're dealing with all the patients who have the coronavirus. And they have done the studies on 360,000 of these people who are the healthcare workers. So if someone is vaccinated and they have contracted the coronavirus after after being vaccinated, that's considered a breakthrough infection, right? Breakthrough infection. So the definition of that is you've been vaccinated, but despite that, you've had the coronavirus. So what is noted is that they've seen that although some of their um, healthcare workers did contract the coronavirus, 94% of them, the infection was very, very mild, right? So 94% only had very mild infection. So now no, you're thinking, well, um, you just told me that I can still get the virus after being vaccinated. Yes, because nothing is 100%. However, here in the United States, it's noted that for all that's been vaccinated, 4,686 people out of the 15 million have had a breakthrough infection. So just 4,000 out of the 15 million. So you can see how low that is, right? So out of 15 million, only 4,686 people, as of per the CDC as of today, has had a breakthrough infection.
So that means the virus and the vaccine is still protecting you against that virus, right? So with all of that, I hope that you understand and I hope that this helps to bring light to what this Delta virus and variant is and why it's important for us to try to protect those who are unable to protect themselves, like our kids who are 12 years and under, why it's still important to get vaccinated. And also that, yes, if one does get a an infection after being vaccinated, what is that called? That's called a breakthrough infection. And note that the virus, because of the fact that you've been vaccinated, your symptoms will be a lot less and the likelihood of you having to be hospitalized is very low. And likely if anyone's vac is hospitalized, they're more likely going home with mild symptoms, right? So I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Docs. I hope you liked this information. If you want more and if you like it, please hit that like button. Tell me what you took away from today's info. Leave a comment. Like Marilyn left a comment. Thank you, Marilyn. Leave a comment. What would you know? And did you benefit from anything like this? Do you know anyone who would also benefit from this? If so, share this info with them, right? And do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Your Caring Docs on YouTube at U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S, right? I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford for Your Caring Docs. Thank you for visiting us again today, and we hope to see you next time. Now, I do have something really special in store for you. Yes, next week, we're going to have a special segment that's called Your Caring Docs, Docs Who Care where we'll have an interview with a very, 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 very great, um, thank you, Carver, thank you so much. We'll have an interview with a very great doc, Dr. Jarita Higgins, who is a family practice doctor in the Virginia, Maryland, Virginia area, right? So we're going to have a great interview there, and I will let you guys hear all about it and all that she has in store for all her patients, right? So thank you all again for joining me, and I will see you guys next time. Take care. You have been listening to the Your Caring Docs podcast with Dr. Tamara Beckford. We hope you got some great info and we will see you next time.